Hey guys, welcome to the Pretty and Witty Podcast with me, Elena, and my best friend, Kim. Have you ever been processing with a friend and out of it comes a profound revelation that you wish you would have recorded? From that idea, this podcast was formed. Elena and I have been best friends for many years, so we figured why not just dialogue about our daily lives, our dreams, and our discoveries with the Lord. So we hope you enjoy these conversations and get a little insight into who we are and learn to embrace the truth of who God made you to be and how he made you to live. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pretty and Witty. Um, I don't know when you guys are going to be seeing this episode, but it's currently Saturday for us right now. Um, Yeah, so we could probably tell we're in the same, we did a couple recordings today, same clothes, but this episode we really wanted to talk about like discipleship versus evangelism in a way, um, kind of talking about each, um, yeah, just like pros and cons of both schools of thought when it comes to walking with Jesus, like relationally with other people and just kind of how would you go about each of those in your everyday life? And this actually kind of stemmed from a conversation that Kim had with a friend recently, right? Yes, I was having a conversation with a friend, which it's so awesome. I'm just going to brag on Elena. Like, it's so cool that we've kind of been in the same circles. Like, so we understand, like, we've literally walked through the same walks of life together. So we've been in this um, school of thought that we had when we were in college. And then we've also been in this school of thought post-college and being, you know, open to more experiences that we've had with the Lord since then. And so this friend that I was reconnecting with was actually from our college days. And um, she didn't really say anything. It was just like a, um, just a sense I got from her. She was talking about how she really has such a high value for discipleship and discipling the people in her lives. And I think that's amazing. And I love that. Um, But at the same time, I also see a value for evangelism and um, sharing the gospel with people that I might not be able to disciple and walk through every step. Um, For example, in Nashville, we have this thing on Friday nights where we get to go to downtown Nashville, like where all the bars are, where, where all the parties are. And most of the people down there don't live in Nashville, okay? They all have cowboy boots, cowboy hats. That's your first sign that you do not live in Nashville if you're dressed like that, just letting you know. (laughs) So everyone there is from a different city. They're just visiting, you know, to see country music or whatever, having a good time. So the chances of me being able to disciple them are like non-existent, you know, unless like we set up a Zoom or, you know, it's just too hard. But if this is their only chance that they may ever know about Jesus, and I'm someone who knows Jesus, and so I can share that with them, then I'm going to do it even if I can't walk through the whole process with them. And so that kind of stirred our thoughts. And this is just going to be like a big discussion of what do we think? How would we navigate both? We see value in both, but I feel like sometimes you can be on either extreme where you just have to evangelize, 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 evangelize. And there's no um, value for discipleship. And then there's 
only discipleship. So don't share the gospel unless you're able to like really walk through this with the person. And I feel like me and Elena are in the middle where we see the value for both of them. Absolutely. Like I am a big discipleship girl. Like I, my heart is for discipleship. I feel like it's something that I'm good at. Like I know how to do that. And so, yeah, like we both understand both sides of it. I'm a huge advocate still for discipleship. I think that's why I love this conversation because my heart, you know, walking what we walked through in college and also living a similar experience post-college. And now I'm like, okay, we're done with both of those, like out of both of those stages of our life. What does it look like to love Jesus in our everyday life as we grow up and become adults? And I think it's just really caused us to think about, I know for me, like, what is it that I want to do for the Lord moving forward? And so my heart is huge for like, I, I see the value in both and I dream of a world that we're in a ministry that we're in a way of life that says, yes, I want to walk with you through the everyday things. I want to be a friend to you. I want us to build relationship and connection, but I also see the, the value of the power and the presence of God. And we need both in order to love Jesus for the rest of your life and do it healthily. And like with longevity in mind, you will never convince me that you can do that with the end goal with only one of those two things. Like you need both. And so, yeah, I'm excited about this. Um, I definitely understand like personally, like, you know, because I'm, I'm such a discipleship girl. Yeah. Like evangelism sounds scary. That's always been like a buzzword that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Like you hear it and you're immediately thinking of those people that like, are standing on the side of the wall with like a megaphone or, you know, they have like these signs that are talking about how like God's going to condemn you to hell for all your sins. You know, like I know we know a lot about that. Like we grew up in the South, like that's really common. That's, you know, a very religious way of thinking, I would say. Um, so yeah, I don't know if anybody else relates to that, but I know that's where my mind goes or it used to, like when I would hear about evangelism, like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. Because we also knew like that left such a bad taste in people's mouth. And while I'm sure their heart was in the right place, like the execution was frankly, it was just poor. And a lot of people weren't receptive to that. Like a lot of people have no problem nitpicking with the crap they already deal with inside. Like everyone's aware of their brokenness. Like nobody needs help drawing that out. And so I, I think because of that, then, then it swung to the other side of, then we just wanted to share the gospel and share Jesus in relationship. Um, because we don't want it to be ill-received. Like we want it to land on good ground, but sometimes you just can't control that. Like you're never going to be able to factor in everything to know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I feel exactly what you're saying. Like, which, oh my gosh, I just want to praise the ministry that we were a part of because they were so big on discipleship and not a lot of people get that, especially becoming Christians. And so we really did yep. get to um, live life with people who were sharing how, like kind of mentoring us. Like we had yep. like a mentorship um, and my early stages of knowing the Lord. And I'm so grateful for that. And they're very empowering for then, okay, 
like most college ministries, it's like, okay, let me sign up. I want to go to a Bible study on Monday nights. Well, the ministry we were a part of, it was like, uh, uh-uh, you're not going to have anyone sign up. You have to go make friends. You have to go build your own small group. So literally yeah. you start nothing and you just build relationship. And through those relationships, you get to share Jesus and walk people through that. Yeah. And so I think you are challenged with, okay, like I'm their friend right now, but are they going to like not be my friend once I start like telling them about Jesus? Like, you know what I mean? And like we get in our, and so I think there's value to walking everyday life with someone. Hello. That is so effective. Like if you're able to do that, do it. It is so effective. Your friends, your neighbors, the people you work with, your family members. Yes. Let's all be um, iron sharpens iron. Let's be building each other up and really walking with one another. But at the same time, if it's going to take me three years to ever tell you about Jesus, because I want to make sure our trust is established, that's not God's heart. I didn't see Jesus in the Bible being like, hold on, like, you know, I'm not going to tell you about this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I see him like, let me that demon out of you. Let me heal you. Let me, um, share who I am with you you know he revealed himself to people and so I think yeah I think there's such a good balance and on the other hand um the ministry school we went to is I want to praise them it's amazing they really teach you um how to walk in the gifts of the spirit how to be empowered by the holy spirit and live that every day but then there's that pressure of okay well you know, I'm in ministry school. And so at my job, I better be healing everyone. I better be sharing the gospel with everyone. Like, you know, they have to know, like, man, my friend just, my coworker just complained about this. I better heal her right now. And it's like that pressure of, I got to do, 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 which that's not healthy either, because I don't want my coworkers to feel like they're a project to us. You know, we talked about healing in a previous episode and it's like, they're not a project to me. They're my friends. And so um, I want to build that rapport with them at the same time versus, well, you know, I go to ministry school, so I'm going to show you who Jesus is. Like, you know, so yeah. there's about like we need to find the good balance. And I feel like that's being led by the spirit, honestly, with each situation that you're in. Yeah. I know for me personally, like that was a huge reason why I wanted to do ministry school after college is because I knew the gift that I had received through the ministry I was a part of in college. And I, I realized that even more so coming out of it when I realized, wow, like regular people don't really understand how to be friends with other people. Like they don't know how to like push past the awkward, how to put yourself out there, how to establish connection. And I feel like we know how to do that. And so for me, it was, it was like, okay, but I want to know how do I, yeah, like not just operate out of gifts, but it was learning to, to understand, have a value for that and to see the necessity of it. Because like I said already, like, I think you need both. And that is so my heart. Um, And so, wow, sorry, I just got a text on my computer. So now I'm like distracted. Um, I don't know where I, my train of thought just went. You're like, you have a value for both. So you have a value. Thank you. 
Um, yes. And so I think like learning that was, yeah, would we prefer, would I prefer to do everything in the context of relationship? A hundred percent. If it was just solely my decision every time, that's the way I would pick. But I think growing up and living life, I've realized I don't get afforded that luxury. And so I think a big part of this conversation is also knowing like, okay, what is it that I have influence of? Like, what is my sphere? Like looking at, okay, everyday life, what do I have easy access to? Like what we would say in college is like low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit would be people that are literally already established in my life every single day. They're not going anywhere. They can't escape me. They're with me. So whether, like you said, that's my neighbors, that's my coworkers, you know, that's people in my church, like that I may or may not know, like whatever it is, there's certain areas of life where I'm guaranteed to see a certain amount of people, but it's also recognizing, okay, but I can't live every area of my life like that. So what are tools that I can use to be effective at relational discipleship, but also knowing like I have something in me that other people desperately need. And that's the power and love of God. And if I'm not willing to, to step out, then I'm pretty sure half of the people that are Christians would not know the Lord. If the rest of the Christians, you know what I'm saying? Like just sat around waiting to build relationship because a power encounter, a love encounter, signs, miracles, and wonders are valuable because they kind of cut through the red tape to be like, listen, when Jesus revealed himself, he was setting a standard. Like, yes, he was all about relationship, right? He built that with the disciples, but him revealing himself in the way that he did was saying, here's the standard you're either in or you're out. You want to, you come like taste and see and gave them a preview. And then the decision was theirs of like, oh, what the heck? I have never experienced this before. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm in. So I think that's what it is, is I would always prefer something relational, but it's recognizing the value of the other way of doing it because it really cuts through time where I can present something powerful to someone. And now the ball's in their court. Do you want to know the Lord more Then come walk with me and I can teach you more, but I'm giving you a taste of the truth right now. And now you can make a decision about it. Yeah. And it's like, you're experiencing God for yourself. Like I just got healed. Oh my gosh. You didn't heal me. Jesus did versus with discipleship. I feel like sometimes it can be um, scary because I mean, I remember like, you know, being a small group leader and discipling these girls who maybe didn't know Jesus at all. Sometimes there's a slippery slope of, I become the point person like, Oh, I want to know, like, they want to know Jesus more. Let me go ask him this question. Let me go ask him. Kim will tell me this or whatever, instead of like, actually God wants to encounter me and Holy spirit wants to disciple me, you know? And so like, as a discipler, we should be pointing people to Jesus to get their information from him, from his word. And we're just kind of like helping to guide them, you know? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Cause that's where I'm like, this whole thing is I'm like, loving Jesus isn't just a season of your life. Like, I feel like that's something that I'm like, I know that, but I feel like I've really just been like on 
like even in the context of like just finishing ministry school, like I remember like telling a group of students like that it has to be about more than just you coming here to get all the feel good stuff. Cause you know, I think, like I said, we've been in a school of thought of like one extreme over the other. And it's just solidified this thing of like, you need both because I'm like, Jesus is not a season of your life. And in order to do this, like you're going to have to learn how to see him rightly for yourself, like not writing, you know, the coattails of somebody else's experiences or just like you said, because and if, if I'm discipling you, but not actually teaching you how to have your own relationship with the Lord, then when I, when I'm not doing well, you're not doing well. Or if for God forbid, I ever walked away from the Lord if you're tied to me, then you're not in it for you. You're in it for the community. And I think that's great. And I think that does work with some people. Like maybe they weren't really about the Lord. And I do know stories like that. They weren't gung ho for Jesus. They were gung ho for friends that saw them and knew them and loved them no matter what. And then they came to know the Lord. But yeah, sometimes it's just, I think we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we weren't trying to be the best well-rounded Christians followers of Jesus that we could be. And I think that's learning certain tools that say, this might not be my area of expertise. This might not even be my favorite thing about loving Jesus and ministry, but I'm going to learn how to share my story with a stranger, like on the spot and then invite them into an invitation. Hey, I don't know if anything I've said has resonated with you, but can you relate to that? Do you feel like maybe you want to know God like I do? Do you want to have this encounter that completely can completely transform your life? Like I would love to introduce you to my best friend. If yeah. we have the skills to do that, then we're missing thousands of people that we walk past on the street every day that may not end up in heaven with us because we just didn't have the right tools or the knowledge of how to like enter into something like that. Yeah, and that is the whole reason why we're here. Okay, if if our whole reason for being here is to believe in Jesus and we get to go to heaven, then as soon as we believe, bam, we should be in heaven. But no, God leaves us here because he wants to invite everyone into that. His last words were go into all the nations, tell them about me, baptize them in my name, disciple them, heal them raise the dead, you know, pray for the sick, all of that. Like he wants us to transform the earth. He wants heaven to come to earth. Not this life isn't just that we can go to heaven. And so I'm super passionate about that. And I, I agree with you. Like <clears throat> if we have the skills to do both, maybe you're someone who you like street evangelizing is so easy to you, but actually walking someone through like going through the bible and like teaching them things yep. that's hard for you like you need that you need to be able to walk people through that and live life with them and encourage them and mentor them um you look at paul's life he had timothy that he was pouring into so there's value for all of them and i think it really is like man if we are best friends with god and God knows everything. Like he is all knowing. He knows, man, Elena's a great discipler. And so I'm going to put this girl 
um, to work with her because she needs to be discipled. And I know Elena will pour into her if they're like rubbing elbows together. Or if he's like, man, Elena loves to evangelize and she's always listening to my voice everywhere she goes. So I know when she goes to Target this morning to get whatever she needs to get, that I'm going to make sure that Susie is in Target, right? when they see each other and she'll be listening to my voice and know that Susie needs a touch from me. Like he is so intentional. And so if we are open vessels to do whatever he wants to do, whether that is sharing the gospel with someone, sharing our testimony, praying for healing, giving a prophetic word, whatever it is, like we need to be in constant um, friendship with God and letting him know, Hey Lord, like, you know, me, So open my eyes to what's around me, the people in my life that need to be poured into the people in my life that maybe they're not ready for a power encounter and they do just need a friend right now, but they've never had a friend who can love them the way God loves them. And so that is your job. So I, I don't know, I see value for it all. And I think we just have to be willing to open ourselves to that and we'll get to see God move in all of it. Yeah. Like I said, I think we don't want to keep like harping on this. I just want to say like, I just hope that, you know, if you're watching or you're listening, it's like you understand like our heart. Cause I just feel like I'm, I'm more and more convinced of like, we need stronger Christians. Like, I really think that we're at a point where I'm like the stuff that we've been doing has been great, but we can't live there forever. Like we need to be growing and maturing and honestly, like a lot of this stuff is skills, Mm -hmm. which is so funny. I'm like that. That's what I love. Like walking with Jesus is relational. It's personal, but there is also skills. And the more that you practice something you get better at. And so I think that's why I'm like, so we're so passionate about this because there's always room to be better, to do better. Um, and that's just learning, being willing to learn to be a more well-rounded representative of the kingdom. And that's what it is. And I feel like to be a fuller representation of what God designed, what he intended means understanding how to mentor people, understanding how to disciple them, understanding how to be a friend to them, but also learning how to host the presence of God, how to walk that out, how to constantly be in tune with what he's saying so that you're not just living your life every day for you. Because the reality is, is like you, like Kim said, you were put on this earth for purpose. And if you're not aware that there's this whole other side to God or this whole other side of you that God wants to access also, how sad for you, like you're, you're not getting a full picture of everything that God paid for. That's rightfully yours anyways. And I also just think that makes living life with Jesus every day, a whole heck of a lot more fun than if you're just doing one or the other. So, or knowing that like, okay, if you have a super evangelistic friend, like I hate the, well, you're just an evangelist. You know, I'm not an evangelist. Um, we are all believers and we're all called to share the gospel with everyone, whether that is your gifting or whatever. Um, or saying with discipling, you're just like really good at discipling people. That shouldn't matter. Like we're all called to do that. So it is the standard for every believer 
And that might feel like a lot of pressure, but it's so fun because it doesn't rest on our shoulders. It's literally God just using us, you know, him working through us. So it's easy. It's just, okay, I'm friends with the Lord. He wants me to be friends with you. He wants me to love you in this moment. And I'm just going to do that. It's just being obedient to whatever he asks you. Yeah. So I think like, as we, you know, start wrapping up this episode, this was more just like food for thought, like conversation, something that a literal conversation just sparked some dialogue between us. Um, I would just maybe, I don't know if you have some practicals about, okay, so now that we've kind of talked about this, how do we walk this out? Really the first thing that came to my mind is off of what Kim just said actually is, yeah, you know, there might be some people that are like, oh, you're just this, like, this is your gifting. While everybody is meant for so much more, like they're not just that one thing that might be the strongest gifting that they hold, but they can access other things. And knowing um, like other people that maybe don't have that strong of a gift, you can still operate in that. My practical would be if there's people like that in your life, get curious, like find the people that maybe, you know, are like, oh my God, they're really pastoral. They know how to disciple somebody. And that's an area in my personal life that maybe I'm not so strong in find those people and get around them, ask them questions, take them to coffee, pick their brain on their relationship with God, the way that they hear him, the way that they operate about how to have connections with people and vice versa. If you maybe you feel like you really know how to disciple somebody, but you're maybe not so great at like evangelizing, find somebody in your life or in your sphere of influence around you that does have a really strong gifting in that. And again, ask them questions. The whole point is growing the thing that you maybe aren't so strong in because the goal is to be as well-rounded as kingdom covering as possible. And that means you knowing how to do all things that God asks. And so, yeah, a real practical is just find somebody in your life that's better at something than you humble yourself and glean, learn, take all of their wisdom. You know, Kim always says like, I think it's better not just to learn from your own mistakes, but learn from the mistakes of others. That's a prime example of that. Ask them some of their worst fails and what they learned from it so that you can do something better that you can, you know, walk farther or run faster and yeah, just be able to glean and grow from everything that somebody else has already walked through and experienced. Yeah. And do it with friends. I don't know if you guys listened to our episode where we had Ingress on, but me, Elena and Ingress, we would literally go to Target or we would go to like Walmart and we would just pray for people because we wanted to grow in evangelism. So it was like, really hard we made a lot of mistakes like it was awkward but then the more we did it like the easier it got and the the better we were able to flow so it's fun to do it with friends too be like hey like will you challenge me um can we like go to target together and see if there's anyone we can pray for or um if it is discipleship hey like i have this person at work do you mind if like i invite them to coffee with us and like we can both be friends with them like invite your friends to do it with you too. I think that's yeah. helps you if you don't want to do it alone. That's so great. And I feel like again, okay. So now I would say, if you're listening to this, I'm going to give you a little challenge. <laughs> I feel like if you need, you know, to take a step of, of faith, to take a step of risk, to grow in evangelism, then I would say from whenever time you're listening to this episode in the next week, if you go out to dinner, ask for a word of knowledge, ask for 
um, just insight or just be willing to share your story with your waiter or your waitress. And if you're somebody that maybe needs to grow in discipling and mentoring, I would either, if there's already somebody that you know that comes to mind or ask God specifically who you can reach out to today um, and just check in with them, ask them how they're doing. Are they doing okay? Is there any way that you can pray for them or cover them in this next week? Um, Cause like I said, it's all about unlocking what God's already placed in you, being confident, growing that confidence to know that the more that you do something, the better you'll get at it. Um, and the reward is incredible. So if you do any of those challenges, please feel free to tag, like reach out to us, DM us. We would love to hear those stories. Um, yeah. Follow us on Instagram as always. We love you guys. And we can't wait to hear all the cool things that God does. See you next time.